you don't want to be painting on a wall when it's 100 degrees and the wall's reflecting back at you at 110 degrees. On one hand, it's kind of a golden age for muralists. There are over 200 murals in Reno right now, and we'll see more soon. On the other hand, for the artists who paint these murals, there are a few job hazards. There's competition for work, there's a fair amount of red tape involved, and there are a few things you might not have thought of. If I'm working out in a city on a wall and my back is turned, obviously, and then there's the snickering and the calling, cat calling and things like that. This week on the Double Scoop podcast, two Reno muralists talk about the ups and downs of the job. There's the Blue Lady on Whitney Peak and the Faces of Nevada History on the back wall of Junkies, and so many more. According to ArtSpot Reno, who hosts mural tours and the Mural Expo, the city of Reno now has over 200 murals across town. To the south, about 30 minutes, there's another wall that's about to tell a new story. So right now I'm just blocking in with my main solid colors and then with a brush and then I'll go back in and start shading everything with spray paint and uh, just getting that nice like more three-dimensional realistic not realistic but my style of realistic um, colors going on so right now is just the the filler at Carson City's Empire Elementary School Bryce Chisholm has been working for days to complete his vibrant inspirational painting on a formerly brick canvas the theme of this that we were given was reach for the stars. And so I'm painting a little girl that is basically reaching for the stars on the left-hand side. And then on the right-hand side, it is her more as a grown woman. And she has become an astronaut. And she has actually reached the stars. And so it's kind of that growth in actually reaching your dreams. He's a muralist, but also paints traditional canvases. He says that painting murals is like a summer job that's progressively picking up steam with the boom in the amount of murals. And the job makes a significant contribution to his income. Oh yeah, it plays a huge part. And every year it gets more and more. He says there are limitations for mural artists, and for him in particular, as a member of the Arts and Culture Commission. And so I can't get Reno jobs. So I've done several things in Reno, but I can't do them anymore. At least for the city. I can do, yeah, I can do businesses and private commissions but not stuff for the city no when i was on the commission they had i said uh, yeah i'd love to do this as long as i can continue to work and get jobs and i was told that that would be okay six months later or so it became a conflict of interest and i can no longer do that there needs it's requirement to have one artist on the commission and it's supposed to be a working artist and so it's kind of like a in between a hard place, like if you want to actually do like city jobs and whatnot, then you can't be on, can't be on the commission. Yeah, so I mean, I love being on the commission and helping like bring art and do things for Rena. I just wish that I could like excuse myself or I'll I'm leaving the room. I won't vote on this kind of thing. The work of painting a large outside piece also presents other challenges. Like when you walked up, I said I'm racing the sun. That's one of the big ones. Yeah, I mean it's weather dependent. It seems like everybody always wants you to paint a mural in July and August. I wish a little bit more was like uh, April, May, June or something like that and September, October. Yeah, I know there's a little more chance of rain or stuff, but I'd rather deal with that than 100 degrees because racing the sun, you're like, you know, you're starting early and you're having to er end early just because 
you don't want to be painting on a wall when it's 100 degrees and the wall's reflecting back at you at 110 degrees and the concrete's 120 degrees or but that's just how it goes. Something else is uh, I red tape. There's a lot of like stuff dealing with different cities. I'm kind of learning that as I do other towns and other cities now. Is Reno's very good about it. Like they want it and they kind of allow it. And there's not a lot of red tape. Some of the other places, or you need this license and this approval and this commission and this board and this. And a lot of them aren't even have to do with the city. Like like this is a private business. You shouldn't have to do any of that. It's nice to see how Reno is like just accepting of it and like they want more art, more art. I asked him if being out of his studio and painting commissions for businesses and schools makes him feel like he's selling out for the money. No, I mean, there's definitely that feeling. But one of my goals is I don't really change my like style. There's some artists that will just like paint anything you want. I'm not one of those. You know, so if you want a, a landscape of Tahoe with a this and that like added to it, I'm probably not your guy. I'd love to paint Tahoe, but I'm going to do it in my style and like my way. Or I'm going to charge you like double or triple. I mean, just because I don't really want to do it. So I, I and I think that's the my main one of my main goals as an artist is like keeping my style and my creativity the same and true to what I actually want to do. And I think that's also translated into like when people see my art, they know who did it. I want to be like, if you're driving down the street and you see something, you're like, oh, that was Bryce. That's ABC Art Attack. I talked with another muralist, Jennifer Charbonneau, who said this about taking jobs. I mean, you have to understand that we are artists, but then also if you do want to be making money and not just doing it as a hobby, then you are a business person as well. So when you're hired by those clients, and especially if it's a commission base, and I've done this like with paintings like way back, I mean, this what you learn in art school but you know when it comes to those fine details it all depends on who you're working with and how much say they have where they're taking away your creative freedom and then that comes at a higher cost and it has to like you have to understand as somebody who is hiring us as a muralist like if you're taking away our creative freedom and you're just asking us to draw a straight line because we know how because we're trained, you're hiring us as a trained technician, just as you would hire a plumber. Charbonneau recently finished what's called the longest mural in Reno on Gibraltar Drive. It's a quarter mile long mountainscape covering a cement wall that was once adorned with graffiti patches. She says that as a female artist, she faces additional challenges, such as unwanted comments and catcalls as she paints. I mean, that's the hidden thing behind the difference between men and women in that realm. And not everybody talks about it. No one wants to talk about it. But yeah, it's not like if I'm working out in a city on a wall and my back is turned, obviously, and then there's the snickering and the calling, cat calling and things like that. And it's just like, can you stop and just comment on what I'm doing? And I know because I've seen it and I've walked by male artist and that's all it is yeah that looks awesome you know and it's just like how come they get credit and we just get like scrutinized like our looks you know but she says that she sometimes questioned as to her abilities to work outside and on these enormous projects that require physical stamina and strength to finish male to female ratio is very different. It's changing and there's more attention to bringing females to that higher percentage of pay, you know, for bigger mural projects. Because I think on the streets especially, like there was a lot of 
I know a lot of men will be like, do you even know how to use a ladder? Like, are you okay in a lift? And I'm like, man, you wouldn't ask this of a, of a male that came up that's a mural artist. And I'm just like, I'm fine. Like, I wouldn't take the project if I didn't know what I was doing. And it's just that, like, being questioned about your, your job that you've been doing since, you know, you know, that you went from high school into college, like you went, got a degree in this and people are still questioning like your capability of picking up a gallon of paint. Like, I, I don't think that there's this, you know, uh, we're gonna hire a male over a female. I don't think that there's anything that people are intentionally, but I just think that there's more of a, a wanna try for assistance for the females. Like when I did that long wall, like so many people stopped males um and said you're doing this all by yourself do you need help and i'm like you know i've got it like if i needed help i would have hired people to help me i know how to do that that's part of my business i have a i have a young daughter and i've actually painted her her she's like 60 feet tall out here in carson so when we talk about like the cat calls and stuff like maybe that's why I'm always like painting like girls of like empowerment and like strength is because I'm trying to show like that side of you know you want the women of tomorrow and the kids of today to grow up with that strength feeling that they actually do have the power and the strength to do what they want and so I think that's a lot behind my artwork is people are like why are you always painting girls and well because I don't like painting guys I don't <laughs> they there was enough of that for a long time so I like painting these women of strength. It really shows like the side I would want my daughter to see. Both artists say that the amount of work may be in flux, but they choose jobs that fit their values, even if they're not sure when the next paycheck will come. It's competition, but it's like friendly and like family-friendly competition. It's like you're all fighting for the same job, but then you're all still like, like, oh man, you were right for it anyway, kind of thing. Um, And you always have to remember like, as these jobs come out don't forget as an artist like you have to have your morals as who you are and what you represent and that's where people will appreciate your artwork more is when you do have that stopping point of like no this is as far as I go like this is me this is what I do if that doesn't fit into your you know hiring criteria that's fine like I can pass on that and so it's hard if you're eating ramen for months, you know, <laughs> um, to pass up some gigs. But if you know you're not right, then you like pass it up. She doesn't consider herself first and foremost a mural artist, but does hustle to get the jobs if she can nab them. You know, it is a hard thing because you go from finishing a project and just setting the paint down and like cleaning your rollers and everything. And you have to like sit down at the computer and like, I'm applying for this one, I'm applying for that one. And I think about every artist, you know, the same thing, like Bryce Chisholm, like he's works, like he's always flip-flopping back and forth between Reno and Tahoe and doing big projects up there. And it's just like, I do it and I know they do it, but in my head, I'm just like, that is like so much work for one person. Like we need secretaries, like stat. Charbonneau and Chisholm say they hope as the trend is hot that they can continue to get these jobs so they can inspire others through their work. For the Double Scoop podcast, I'm Holly Hutchings. This has been Episode 7 of the Double Scoop podcast.
Our host this week is Holly Hutchings. Big thanks to Reno musician Greg Gilmore for lending us the music clip. Double Scoop is an independent news source that covers the visual arts in Nevada. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and SoundCloud. I'm Chris Wagner. Thanks for listening.